0: So I was just mad that I couldn't go to the no code conference by Webflow on the West Coast. That was really it. I'm sitting there and there's like all these people super engaged. And like it was like euphoric because it's just like you brought this all together. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. The questions that they asked could not have been asked if they weren't sitting there watching a demo of the product. I talked to people from Portugal, from Nigeria, from all over the world that would have loved to come to this.
1: Hey there, welcome to episode five. My guest today is a fellow podcaster who did something that I think is really cool. Ryan Meyer is out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and hosts a no-code podcast titled No Code, No Problem. Basically, Ryan partnered with Entra and Microsoft to hold a no-code summit in New York on January the 22nd of 2020. It was really great because it featured some really interesting companies in the no-code space, including Adalo, Bubble, Elliot, and Builder. I'll let Ryan introduce himself and get right to the interview. Enjoy.
0: Hi, I'm Ryan Meyer, the host of No Code, No Problem and the infamous No Code Summit. I've been in the entrepreneurial space for around six years now, and I've always been a part of No Code. But. My intro really into No Code was around uh, a little over a year ago. I saw an ad for Glide apps and I bookmarked it and I ended up using it to build an app to find house parties in Pittsburgh because I'm 20. I pulled in 500 users and then I followed them on Twitter and discovered MakerPad and New Code. And now here I am throwing events and hosting a No Code podcast.
1: So the reason I have you on is because you just did something that I thought was pretty monumental as far as no code goes. We know no code has been going on for a long time, but it's probably in the recent, probably past year, maybe two years, it's really come to the fore. And I noticed that you did a no code summit in New York. I thought it was monumental because for someone new to no code, it's a really great splash that you made. Just tell me how you came up with the idea.
0: So, I was just mad that I couldn't go to the No Code Conference by Webflow on the West Coast. That was really it. So, I was like looking into it more and more, and then I saw that there was no East Coast event, anything like that. In fact, I don't think there was really any events at all for No Code on the East Coast, other than some small workshops that Bubble did in New York. And so, I immediately decided that I was going to do one. And so, then I just started reaching out to potential venues and that's kind of how the ball got rolling in terms of idea.
1: That's really impressive because I guess the thing that really captivated me was it started with a thought and now it's real. So between when you thought of the idea and when you actually executed the No Code Summit, like what was the time frame
0: planning wise? Planning wise, I would say maybe like two months. Because I was just very adamant that I wanted to throw one. I wanted to throw the, the largest no-code event on the East Coast. So in terms of marketing, we we charged for the event and we had sponsors. So we were lucky enough that we did run some paid ads. We ran them on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. And Facebook actually had the highest conversion, like definitely by far. Reddit had no conversion and Twitter had a few, but nothing like Facebook. And then we also got some, some natural or some organic leads through Eventbrite, which was where we held the event page at.
1: So how many people came to this event?
0: So I actually haven't looked at the exact number yet, but I know there was over 100 people there.
1: I'm sure there were a bunch of different types of attendees from people who were interested in no code to software developers and maybe even companies. But did you have like investors or like just people interested in investing in the space?
0: Yeah, we had a huge range of attendees at the event. We did have uh, a few investors at the event. I think we had uh, representatives from five different funds and uh, we had different people from incubators so it it was really beneficial to the companies that were at the event too that were demoing their products because they got to essentially pitch to investors as well yeah we had a wide range of people from like super technical people like software devs like you said to people focused on marketing or design and like we just had people from all over the united states as well we had people I know from California, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Washington D.C., and I'm sure there was others there that I didn't get to talk to. But it was it was really cool knowing that people like flew in to come, or take the mega bus to get to the event.
1: Hold on, people flew in or bust in to this event.
0: Yep, yep, all over the United States.
1: So, how long was the event, and what did it involve?
0: so it was two and a half hours like technically the event was two and a half hours the first portion of it i believe like the first hour was like networking so everyone was just talking and all the companies had their tables set up so you could go talk to them and then we moved from that to a demo slash q a so each company got to go up they demoed their product and then people could ask them questions we did that for uh, almost the entire time until the last like 30 ish minutes. And then it was just more networking. And then everyone went up and was like talking to the companies and it was, it was really cool.
1: So far, what's been the, uh, feedback from people who attended your partners, sponsors? What do you think the general impression of the people who attended is at this point?
0: Yeah. So feedback's been great. Actually. I, I don't think we've gotten any negative feedback other than having it on a Wednesday night wasn't optimal but it still turned out great. But in terms of like the actual event, people really enjoyed the demos. The attendees really appreciated that and it kind of sparked more ideas and people were firing off questions. The questions that they asked could not have been asked if they weren't sitting there watching a demo of the product. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, because you're kind of strapped in the seat and like literally in the experience at that point. Something else that I noticed was that you had people attending the demo, but you see, I wasn't there, Like, and I had serious FOMO, and I wanted to be there. But I'm so glad you also had a web stream available for people. How was it like managing that, and how do you think you could even make it better next time?
0: Yeah, so... Yeah, you, you definitely appreciated the web stream. You alone just made me happy with how much you appreciated that web stream. We had a guy managing that, Entra, which was the co host they have, the software and the cameras and everything. And so we had a guy managing that. And we knew that we wanted to host it online because No Code is like this international community. I talked to people from Portugal, from Nigeria, from all over the world that would have loved to come to this. And so we got to be able to offer the event to them Uh, via, you know, live stream. And I think a lot of people really appreciated that. And I I think that we did a really good job of the live stream. In terms of changing things or, or doing things better, I think that two and a half hours was great, but I think people could have got more out of it if it was a longer event.
1: So just talking about the feedback from the event, you've had time to simmer, you're planning things that are even bigger and better. What would you say were some surprising benefits from the event? What were some of the surprises?
0: So obviously like you have like your normal benefits from the event like expanding your network and just like ideas and meeting cool people, but for me the the largest benefit of the event by far was like I'm sitting there at the event and I like looked around me and it, the demos had started like maybe 20 minutes ago and I'm sitting there and there's like all these people super engaged and like, it was like euphoric because it's just like, you brought this all together. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. So for me, that alone was like the best benefit from the event. So
1: one thing I really liked about the event was how you made the live stream very immersive. And when I say that, basically you would have the camera zoomed in on someone. And then when that person w- was doing a demo, you would actually flip the feed to show the screen and what they were actually doing. So. For me, I wasn't there, but I could really like understand how Mark was explaining Builder or Sergio and his team were going into Elliot. It was really, really cool to flip the screen and be able to see what the companies were demoing.
0: Yeah, 100%. That was kind of like... The whole purpose of that, because whenever you're just watching a live stream of an, of an event and it's just like the person talking, like you don't really feel a part of it. And that's ultimately why you go to these events. So we wanted to provide a special experience for those who couldn't go to the event but could still watch the live stream. We still wanted to offer some sort of like emotional experience like kind of try and tie them into the event
1: can we get a link to the video to the recording so that we can share it with people that weren't there absolutely all right great ryan thank you so much for joining us today and we'll add all your information to the show notes and we're looking forward to people hosting more and following your blueprint
0: thank you for having me
1: well that concludes this episode of codeless if you're new to the show, you should be aware that we always leave one more thing after the closing credits. Keep listening or skip through to hear Ryan talk about the past and future decades of no Code. You can also find a link to the video recording of the no Code Summit held in New York last month. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn by searching for the Codeless podcast handle. Just search for Codeless and podcast and you can't miss us. Send us a voice note about our episodes through our Anchor page at anchor.fm codeless. All music provided through appropriate licensing and permissions. Big thanks to Steph Skilly, Bobby Odsock, R Mark 1313, Raising Sounds, and credit. You can find more information and links in the show notes.
0: Yeah, so no code over the past decade has been crazy, you know. We've seen it be extremely impactful over the last decade, and it'll get even more insane. But we've seen the transition from sites like Wix and Squarespace to being able to build extremely complex things without writing a single line of code. So it's been extremely helpful and I think we would definitely be behind by years behind if we didn't have these tools that let designers and and creators make things without code. This is actually a question I've thought about a lot and I think that it's very hard to kind of predict the future of no code but I think that The agenda will continue to be pushed because of people hungry to build more complex things, like whether it be web or mobile apps without code. I can't predict what it's going to look like, but I think that the future will allow people to build full stack apps without code, like no barriers. And in my opinion, I think 50% of web apps on the web by 2030 will be built without code.